emergency. Hello. Hola. We're back. We are back. And um, I hope we sound much better this episode than last episode. Oh my God. Tragic. Whoa. Atrocious. I like went back to listen to it and yeah. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Like we might as well have not posted <sighs> at all. We are so sorry, you guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was like a trash. I mean, I'm sure um, what we talked about was great. I yeah. think we had a good belligerent. I think we had a good um, good stories. Yeah. But oh my God, the audio. Oh, and if you listen to it all the way through, you are a writer. Oh my God, you are loyal. You. you are just everything that <laughs> anyone could ever want in life. Yes. So, um, but we're back with our mics and yes, our equipment. So much better. <laughs> so much better. So much. Well, we are Cocktail Murder. I'm yes. Taj. I'm Honey. And we talk about crimes that uh, have to do with victims that are black yes. and people of color because those are the crimes that go unsolved, um, underreported, underinvestigated. Yeah, all of and, that. And uh, it's just, it's really fucked up. It is. Really fucked up. It is. So we decided to do this platform. and Yeah. Because we don't get the luxury of no of the investigation of like the blonde hair, blue eyed girls, right? Ever, of course, those stories are tragic. Yeah, those stories are equally tragic. But the issue is, is that like they are always um, they always have media attention. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, it's likely that their cases get solved or not. Yeah. But or or if they don't get solved, literally, there's like a million documentaries, and it's being yeah. investigated for twenty seven years. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, okay, dude, but what about this other little girl that was black that not only was – not only did it not get the media attention, but it didn't even get a proper investigation. Right. Like, hello. Right. Yeah. Duh. Ugh. So this is why we're Whatever. here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Basically. Oh, also we drink. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. We do drink. Um, last week, um, with our horrible audio, um, <laughs> I had Hennessy. Taj, you. I think I was drinking had... wine. Mm, okay, nice, nice. I think I can't remember. So long ago. Yeah, but this time <laughs> a we're a week ago. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? this time we're drinking wine. We're drinking a Cabernet. Yes, by Bogle. Bogle. Yeah, Bogle? I like it. Bogle Vineyards. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's a 2017. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the vineyard of. <laughs> right. It says vintage 2017. Ooh. Nice. Fancy schmancy. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Well, yeah. So if you're listening, I hope you're drinking too. Yes. I mean, unless you're like driving or if you're at work. Yeah. Or I mean, if you're at work, I mean, I hey, ain't nothing to slip. You know, yeah. You know. A little something, something in What's a water bottle. so bad about an Irish coffee? Exactly. <laughs> Irish coffee. Yeah. No kidding. I um, am Irish. <laughs> Irish. Do they say what do they say? I they don't say mate because that's Australian. Oh, what do yeah, they say? I'm Irish. Uh, bud. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know what yeah. the thing is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways. This is belligerent. If yes. you're new here, we start our we start off our episodes with a belligerent. Yeah. And today, I just wanted to just kind of talk about uh, some things that have happened in the media, mm -hmm. which we never like talk about the yeah. media or like because who cares? You yeah, know? like but whatever. Sometimes we care. But I just wanted to touch on Portia Williams. Talk about it. OMG! So she is from um, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, 
I personally love Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm. and I was a Portia fan up until now. And so we don't have to talk about the show, but just let's talk about the situation. Okay. So on the show, she is friends with this girl. Her name was Fallon, I believe it was. Okay. Fallon was married to like this guy. Uh, it was her husband, and he had a lot of money. Whatever. That doesn't matter. Okay. Um. But apparently a couple days ago, Portia posted on her social media that she is now engaged to Simon, who is her friend's, still her husband. Mm. They filed for divorce, I believe, in January. Wow. Yeah, I don't believe they're officially divorced. Okay. But it's like, how fucked up is that, right? Isn't yeah. that fucked up? Especially if you're going around saying that this is your friend or you're introducing her as, as your friend. I don't care what the real situation is. Right. If you introduce me as your friend, then the code is on. Yes. Honestly, like even if we're not really friends, even if we're acquaintances, mm. like I just don't feel that it's right that you will go mm. and get engaged to my still my husband. And we have been in the same room together. Mm. We have laughed together. Ah. We have partied together. Okay. We have yeah. shared drinks together, shared stories together. You have met me and my husband together. Yeah. And now you're engaged to him. So – what is an acquaintance to you? Is an acquaintance more like this is a mutual friend or like a fr it's my friend's friend? Is that an acquaintance to you? Or because mm. an acquaintance, not really a friend. No, right. Exactly. You know, so like, so do they have to be in would the, be like, you know, mutual amongst who you guys are around? Yeah. I mean, I would consider like a friend's friend to mm. be an acquaintance because you're not really my friend or someone who like like okay if I just see you when we're out mm -hmm. and or like if I'm going to the club or if I'm going to a party or whatever and that's just what we do together I don't really consider you my yeah. friend mm. I consider you an acquaintance we don't like Got share it. like a real bond besides going out yeah you know yeah, 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 and yeah. so and that makes sense yeah okay then yeah i would say then that code definitely applies like if you're kind of running in this around the same circle um yeah and you don't have to be especially in the same yeah. right you don't have to be friends. yeah if you're in the same circle definitely don't mess with the ex or the current husband boyfriend yeah. Whatever. That's like just something she, you don't do. She was in her home. Like she invited her into her home. <sighs> that is and messed up. And that's, that's where it's like, even if you okay. guys are just acquaintances, like, okay, whatever. On the show, they are portrayed to be friends. But mm -hmm. in real life, whatever, they've made it clear. Sure. We were never friends. It was just Fine, for the whatever, show. Whatever. But that's what you guys are portraying. Though. Yeah, exactly. So but also, bad. you've been in my home with my husband. Around, and she you know? runs in the same circle exactly. of ladies. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, I mean, I even see it with basketball wives, right? Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, it clearly not every woman is going to like each other, right. but they're in the same circle. They are basketball wives so much like, like the Real Housewives. They are the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You may not necessarily fuck with each other in real life, but at the same time, your lives, your real lives do intersect. So if of they course, intersect yeah. certain things, certain men or women, like yeah. they are off limits. Exactly. Well, the thing about their situation too is that Portia's husband or ex-husband, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just her baby dad or mm -hmm. what, um, but he and Fallon's husband 
have been business partners and have worked together too. Oh no. So it's like that's pretty fucked up as well. Oh, so it's no. like so I could imagine Oh god. I could imagine that their husbands knew each other, yeah. worked together, partnered together. So I'm going to imagine that they've been to events like Oh my god, are you together, kidding me? Yeah. Like both couples together. Yes. So I just I don't know. It just Listen, that's- if we're running in the same circle, even if we're not friends and you're just a friend of my friend, and I find out that you are fucking with my husband even before we're even officially yeah, divorced. You are an enemy. You are absolutely an enemy, and that's fucked up. Yeah. And I think that that is shysty it is. as fuck. It is. And you got me fucked up. Like, 100%. I would have to fight you. I would yeah. have to fight you mm-hmm. at that point. 100%. Yeah. No, that's – I guess what makes it worse is that the husbands of both females worked mm-hmm. together or worked together yeah, like that's yeah. that makes it like a hundred times worse because it's so like you're what are definitely you? in the same circle you exactly. can't even pretend like you're so not just so you're just kind of hopping around basically which oh that, mm, is that sounds gross. terrible that's gross i'm sorry you know, once upon a time and here i'm gonna go ahead and tell myself once upon a time mm-hmm. i had went on a date with my ex's good friend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um I will say I did it because I was bitter. Out of spite. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was out of spite for my ex, even though we hadn't been together in like a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny because on the date, me and the friend ended up talking about my ex like oh for a long time. Oh, wow. Like yeah. <laughs> for a long time. And after a while, it was just like, this is gross. Like uh, I don't even – I can't believe I'm on a date yeah. with my ex's friend. Like I already knew yeah. it was bad because I was doing it out of spite. Of course. But it was just like, ugh. After, after it, I just felt gross. I yeah. was just like, you know what? This was stupid. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. Exactly. Like it was not. That's the thing. So if you're yeah. out there and you're thinking that you're going to get back at your ex by like fucking his friend or going on a date it's with his friend nope. or talking to his friend, it's never worth Don't it. Don't do it because then you're just a laughing stock. Exactly. Because then, then they get to laugh at you. Exactly. And, it's like, and then you're just labeled, you know, you're going to be labeled something exactly. that you're that's not. That's not a power move at it's, all. It's not. It's not. And that's what in my head, it felt like a power move. Sure. But the next but day, a lot of people, I was like, oh, no, that wasn't at all. No, yeah. A lot of people, like a lot of females, I think, initially think that way because you're so upset with your ex. Like, however your ex hurt you, you're so upset. So mm-hmm. that's like, you oh, you know, I'm going to mess. Yeah, you want to hurt them. And the best way to hurt someone is getting to the person that's close to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you could have. Only way I would do that is if I like or something. fucked with his like dad. <laughs> Oh boy, now that is a power move. Stepmom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? That's a power move. That's right something. Not the friend. Not the brother. No. no. Go for his dad. Yeah. I would like become or his mama. Ooh. I was gonna say or his mom <laughs> or become like best friends with like the sisters or something like that. That's something else too. And then, That's yeah. funny. Who knows? But yeah. Wow. I saw this post too, and this is another thing that was kind of similar to it. Mm-hmm. So. um I was on Twitter, of course, Mm -hmm. Black Twitter specifically, Mm -hmm. and then they were talking about how they – a lot of people don't believe it's right that if – okay, say you and I were out at the club or whatever. Some guy got at me. Okay. And I wasn't interested in him. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, eh, skirt, bye. Yeah. And then he goes and gets at you. 
And then you like decide like, oh, well, I like him, so I'm a fuck with him or whatever. Is that okay? I say yeah. I think okay, I'm like half and half. I, I don't know. I guess I'm half and half. I think like it depends on where your mindset is because some girls will like low-key reject a guy in hopes that he will like try again. 100. But I think yeah, I would say yes depending on that. Like I think before the friend makes a move, mm-hmm. have a talk with your friend and be like, "Look, are you for real fucking like do you for real want to fuck yeah do you, that's true do you see yourself fucking with this dude in the near future if yeah. xyz and if the answer is like yeah i mean i might give him I a chance like him yeah. yeah if if the answer is i might give him a chance then yeah, yeah leave it alone but yeah so if if that's the case then you have to know for sure for sure for sure that right. that your friend does not want this guy before you swoon in mm-hmm. i don't think like I mean, oftentimes, like, we see situations where, like, um, like a dude would get at, like, the female and then her friend swoons in and then, like, the female's like, what the fuck? But she's like, what the fuck? Because right. she low-key wanted him, you yeah. know, but was just kind of playing a game for whatever reason. Exactly. And that's okay. You know, that's fine, too. Because girls do that a yeah. lot. Like, and as you get older, you kind of realize, too, like, uh, I don't, like, those games are childish and, like, yeah. that's not cool to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, as females, sometimes that's I just what we do. Say, exactly. But I would say, I mean, don't act so quickly. Like, if you're the friend, like, don't act. You well, know what I, I mean? I think, like, the whole debate, too, was, like, they a lot of people were like coming for the dude like the dude like why would you act so quickly to talk to the friend well because he got rejected keep in mind guys are very logical human beings as i feel like as females like we we overthink a lot um and there's nothing wrong with that like we just we look into details we're very like Mm -hmm. you know we're not like we're not black and white with our thoughts I feel like with guys, they're very Maybe black like, and white. It's like, oh well, yeah, I want no, you. So let me yeah, she said no. Why would I continue to right to put myself on her when well, there's let, other opportunities? I will say this too: if I was the second friend, yeah, I would feel some type of. Way. Well, I'm gonna say no, yeah, because it's like, oh, <laughs> like, so she said no, so, so then you can't do the choice. Next, the next best thing. I'm not gonna be the second choice. Yeah, but yeah, I think with guys, I don't think they think how we think like we're not gonna we're not gonna throw ourselves at a dude and he rejects us and then immediately we're like well let's look at his friend yeah like I think with guys some and you know I'm so sorry to say this but some guys really are um they're kind of stupid in a way where they don't think that getting at a friend is like the wrong thing to do like now you're violating yeah, the code think, yeah you know what i mean but you know what's fucked up if it was like the other way around but they don't get it they don't care to like be in our shoes right so they don't right. care about our codes mm-hmm. they don't care about women codes they yeah they care about who's gonna violate the codes and yeah, so they're exactly. gonna you know continue to do what they do but as females like we not only think about ourselves but we're also such majestic human beings mm-hmm. and you know that god created us to be this way where yeah. we also show empathy and right. we take a look at male codes too and we yeah. try i know there are females out there that may violate the male codes mm-hmm. you know but we in general, try not to because we understand. Right, exactly. We don't yeah. want to 
hurt each other and shit. No, exactly. Like, yeah, like and, we, and we don't want to stand that harm. it's good. Yeah, we understand yeah. it's going to hurt. So we don't want to like. We know whatever. the domino effect. We know. I mean, like, for the we, most part, a lot of women obviously like don't care. Like Portia Williams. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly doesn't give a fuck. Clearly. But yeah, but I feel like most men don't really look at, they don't really look at what it is. They don't look at the big picture. They just think, okay, well, this female said no, so I'm going on to the next. They yeah. don't think, well, it's her friend. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you ever rejected a dude and then like, or maybe not fully rejected him, but okay. like just like played with him, made like, yes, basically <laughs> let him know that like, I don't really like you, but I fuck with you, but I don't really like you, but I'm going to answer your phone call. Anyways, just like playing with the dude's emotions. Yes. And then like mm-hmm, he's know. over it and then he gets in a relationship and then you feel the type of way that now he's in a happy relationship. I have to say this. Um, I mostly I'll, t- I'll tell you. Okay. You talk, like, you talk. And I, I don't think I've ever been like the second friend, right? Like right. I, I don't think I have, but I think I would be kind of upset if I was the first friend and I was like – Ugh, I don't really like this guy like that. And then he goes to the second friend and they get into like this happy, loving, oh. wonderfully perfect relationship. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, I should have just said yes. Like, and then maybe you'd be in that relationship, even yeah. though maybe maybe yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, as yeah. happy. Who knows? But like, I don't know. I think as women, yeah. we kind of – we want that. I Like yeah. women do mm-hmm. want that. And so – I don't know. I guess like me, yeah. I haven't been the second friend, but I have like messed with a dude's feelings or like completely rejected a dude. Mm-hmm. And then I would see him like all happy and in love. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that could have been me. <laughs> I think for me. That could have been me though. <laughs> like what the hell? I think for me, like it's one of those things where I know that that's what I want, right? I want the relationship. I want to get married. I want to have children. I like as much as I can like be independent and be this like modern woman, mm-hmm. you know, I still want that. Like I still want the love. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also learned that like just because I want it doesn't mean like I have to have it with whoever, you know, and I feel like oh, yeah. the times that I, you know, the relationships that I've had. You know, mm-hmm. we said this on our Instagram live mm-hmm. that like sometimes they're not lessons, they're mistakes. And it was a mistake because I wanted something until I yeah. realized very quickly, I want this, but not with you. So totally with guys like agree. that, yeah, I just like when I see that they are in a happy relationship, whatever, like if I go on Instagram and I pull up all of my ex's profiles and they are all in a happy relationship honestly i would be happy because it's like that's what you guys wanted right you know but you also want that with the person who wants that with you yeah and i just re- and I in moments I like that exactly that. in moments like that i wanted that well i i and- also think like with my first ex yeah the very toxic relationship yes um I'm sure he's probably in a relationship right now because that's what he, he was a relationship mm. guy mm. um but I also know, like, 
the shit that like we went through together mm. and just given like the type of person he is, his personality, I just mm. don't see them being very happy. And I, I, yeah. okay, and you know what? Sure. Maybe they are, and maybe she can put up with things that I and she's happy didn't because put she's up with. putting yeah. up with it. Yeah. But you're right. It is like easy to look back and know like just even if you're happy in a relationship, yeah. like I would have never been happy in that. Yeah. Like we would have never been in that happy yep. relationship. So exactly. You're right. I don't I I'm not Yeah, some people just aren't it. meant to be. Yeah. It's you that know, simple. and I, I even say like with you know, I remember like talking to you about my ex and and I had to really like think about it. Like if if he offered the world, I still wouldn't want to have it with him. Yeah. I Oof, you know what I deep. mean? Yeah. And that's something to like think about. So yeah, of course I used to, you know, talk, whatever, and I had my little flings and that's like cool. But at the same time, like I really think about like how I feel when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> if I like if I like it sometimes and sometimes I don't really care for it, then I know that it's not it. Um so I'm gonna, you know, have the fun until it fizzles out and then mm. like keep doing me and right. then you know of course like the right one I sound cliche as fuck right now the right one will of course you know yeah. come around mm. and the right one will present himself yeah um but I also know like I keep in mind like if you had nothing would I still want to be with you and if you had everything would I still want to be with you and right. that's kind of how I like Look at things now well if you had nothing I don't be with you <laughs> it's such don't you better come with it is what she said you better come with it and keep it and keep it that's what she said because i just don't believe that relationships are supposed to be hard and if you have nothing you probably shouldn't even like be looking for a relationship i'm sorry but it's that simple get your shit together first so that the person that you are supposed to be with who is over there getting their shit together yes you guys can come together and then like form a partnership i'm just i'm sick of hearing like the relationships where it's like one person ain't got shit and the other person does but they're trying to make it work it just it doesn't that's that's not fun it's called survival mode yeah yeah it's a terrible one person is surviving and the other one is you know supplying the survivor like that's all it is it's it's a literal like just take 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 relationship it's not give or take that sounds that's why like there's a post on this topic that said um uh, you're supposed to be with the person that finds you in your mess and not in your best. And that's when you know it's real. And like some people were like, yeah, yeah, you're right, whatever. But then a lot of people were like, you got it. We got to get rid of this toxic mindset. Yeah. And I thought about it too because I I was like that. You know, I was like, yeah, if I'm down and out, I would want to meet my man while I'm down and while he's down and then we can build together. But right. no, that's not the case. Why can't we be down alone on our own, build ourselves up and then find each other at our standards. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, and then we can share stories. Yeah. When I was down, I built myself up to this point so that if I, let's say I, I do move on from another business endeavor, I can make that back. Right. No problem. You know, because I have to see how you came up. I have to see that you actually have it in you. Well, for me, you know it's I mean? like, I want the best. So why on earth would I feel like I mm, I deserve I like the best but if I like I'm that. not at my best? Like, I like that. No, I like that because 
why I don't want the worst of you. I want the best yes. of you. And I, accept, I, I want to I be my best the worst so that you. when you approach me, you mm-hmm. are not in your mess. You mm-hmm. are at your best mm-hmm. as well. I Yeah, I hate that, it's about, that ride it's, or die shit. I'm not no, with that. You have that, to measure your worth. You know yes. what I mean? And what are you worth? And a lot of people, they think that they're worth someone who can't offer anything right at exactly all. you know exactly. they they think that they're worth the dream they think that they're worth people who only sell oh, you something and trust me i love love because some people are like you know what we, we will just function off of love that's and me. that's it <laughs> but it's just i'm sorry realistically it's just yeah. not nope enough it's, it's not. just not. No. And I love it. And you should have love. Yep. But you also should have other things as well. Yep. So that those days when it's hard to love that other person, you have something else with that other person to like keep you guys going, I yeah. guess. You yeah. guys have to have commonality somewhere. Yeah. You know, you guys have to be able to like do things mm-hmm. together, even if like you fucking hate each other that day. Yeah. You could yeah. be like, if you guys, I don't know, fucking like watching documentaries, sit the <laughs> fuck down and watch this documentary with no, me. No, yeah, you know? 100%. Like, yeah, I, like, because I used to, when I was like younger, right, and like my frontal lobe wasn't developing <laughs> and I was like 19, and I was like 19 years old, like I I thought like, yeah, maybe, you know, love is enough. I don't get why people are saying love isn't enough, right? And mm-hmm. then that's when I made the mistake by getting into a relationship that was purely based off of love because love quickly turned into hate. It turned into toxicity. Yes. It turned into all of these negative emotions that came up because love is, yeah. is such a passionate emotion. It's so love is, is draining. Love is mentally draining. It is. It, it is. Really and it could be, it could be beautiful, but the thing is like, it's draining when you have nothing else, like nothing else exactly. to give. And when you have nothing else to give, like as human beings, we're not, we're okay, so we're believers of God, right? Mm-hmm. God has infinite love that He can give to everyone. We are not made like that. Like mm-hmm. we can give love, but we we're not like I feel like it's humanly impossible yeah. to give an infinite amount of love, right? Because it is draining. Well, we we need as human beings, like we need something in return. We don't just love yeah. just to love. We also we need something in return. Mm-hmm. And I love Charlemagne the God always says, "If you cannot be used, you're useless." Yeah. And what mm. we cannot be is useless. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but sometimes love is just useless. It it feels good. It might feel good, but it just it doesn't do anything yeah. for you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't boost your confidence no it It doesn't make you money no you know it doesn't do any of those things and so it's like it doesn't give you hope it yeah it's just you're kind of in this cycle feel good you're in this cycle of being emotional which is fine but you have to have like you have to have balance like yeah you know and i like how you said like we you have to be useful to each other you know because yes yeah you have to be useful to each other because love Love is a – it really is a great thing. It's a it's a powerful emotion, but at the same time, um, yeah, you got to be able to give more than yeah. that. Yeah, I can't just You have be to love. supply a little mm-hmm. bit more. Especially in romantic relationships, yes. for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. It's about partnerships, man. It is. And you need a partner to build. Mm-hmm.
All right. I don't know who's going first today. I believe I am. Okay. Yeah, I am. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah, time to get sad. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Cases of Color. Um, she has a fantastic podcast specifically about this story. Um, I definitely had those uh-oh moments because I'm like, oh my God, did I tell this story before but no i i read it before i didn't tell it yet so um so good (laughs) um but there's a chance i might have said it who knows we'll see (laughs) so this is the case of vanessa honey malone um so her mother nicknamed vanessa honey because she thought the name vanessa was too boring sorry to all the vanessas out there um (laughs) (laughs) Honey was deeply loved by her mother who raised her and they were super close. She had an older sister named Cassandra who she was very close with as well. Cassandra described Honey as being like her first baby, meaning she was the first person she just loved and cared about and took care of. Um, They just had a close sibling bond. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mom described her as very sweet and loving. Honey naturally had a lot of friends because of her sweet nature. Although some of her friends probably weren't the best to be around, some of them dealt with drugs and other illegal activities. Um, well, that's unfortunate. I know. So she's, I mean, a really good girl got hung up on the wrong crowd, basically. Yeah. Um, when you're young, you're impressionable. It happens. Yeah, you do shit. I remember <laughs> we, you know, went to a very... Um, um, to a Lutheran school. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say conservative uh, Lutheran school. And then I remember the year that we got kicked out. Yeah. Because we didn't join their church like a cult. Fucking, yeah. And, literally. Um, I swear it was a cult. And then I just remember first day of public school. Mm. And it was like, whoa. It's a whole new world. But I was like immediately attracted to like the bad kids. The bad shit, yeah. I wanted to hang out with them. They were so cool. Because they were so careless and carefree. Exactly. It was like the extreme opposite. And to be honest, they were the ones that like took me in. Like when I, on my first day of public school, I was sitting on a bench eating lunch by myself. And they were the ones that came up to me and was like, girl, come kick it with us. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. I mean, they were bad, but... But that's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, it was very nice of them. That's so sweet. I, yeah, I remember my first day of public school. The weirdos took me in. They were great, but (laughs) they were weird. Like, meaning, like, they weren't, like, you know, noticeably weird, but they were weird and Mm. definitely shaped who I am today. So, (laughs) um, okay, so she hung around older men known for their criminal backgrounds. These men went by various alias such as Spoon and Mercy. Okay. On the evening of October 23rd, 2012, Honey got off work and came home like she always did. She got a text from a friend, so Honey told her mother that she was going to go out. Her mom said that she really didn't know where she was going, so she didn't question her, which is, like, pretty normal, especially when you're of a certain age. Like, I remember my senior year in high school, I would tell, like, mom that, like, yeah, I'm going to meet up with some friends. We don't know what we're going to get into. Later on, we might get into something, but, you know, I'll, like, hit you up or something. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you just, yeah, you you don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, 
at that age too, it's like you don't really know what you're going to get into. You don't. Like, you I'm just, just going to meet up with my friends exactly. and we're just going to figure it out from there. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm meeting up with my best friend. We're going to go grab drinks and then we're going to figure out the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Like It's just like we don't know what we're going to do. We're just right. going to do something. So um, after two to three minutes of leaving, Honey came back and told her mom that she loved her, then left again, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Throughout the evening, Honey's mother, Flora, called her to check on her, um, but her phone went straight to voicemail. Did we? Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Did we cover this? I I really hope we didn't. Maybe not. Just Flora sounds familiar. Flora does? But keep going. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, so (laughs) it's too late now. Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, this concerned Honey's mother. Cassandra, the older sister, didn't want their mom to worry too or yeah, she didn't want the mom to worry too early because mm-hmm. maybe honey's like phone died or something. Right. So um Cassandra didn't jump to conclusions yet. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're looking at me and I don't know if that means we did. Oh did no, 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 okay. no. <laughs> no, I was listening I was just oh, listening okay. to you. So Flora heard emergency vehicles heading in the direction that honey was in, which freaked her out. Then there was a knock at the door from Honey's friend saying that something happened to her. Flora and Cassandra immediately went to the, the apartment complex where the vehicles were, but it took them about three hours to find out whether Honey was there and whether she was even a victim of a crime. Right. Um, but unfortunately, she was the victim. Mm. I know. So investigators concluded the case very quick ruling, or sorry, the investigators concluded the case with a very quick ruling um, of her death as a homicide from a drug deal gone wrong. What? There were quote unquote two friends in the apartment who made a statement that about four men came into the, to the apartment, tied them up with cable and placed them in the bathroom. When they were in the bathroom, they heard gunshots go off, and allegedly those were are the gunshots that killed Honey. Oh my god. Honey did die of gunshot wounds, but one from the back and one from her heart. Oh my gosh. But the thing is, is that after the gunshots, her body was dragged through the apartment and placed in the closet and left for dead. And no one else was, like, dragged in, no. in the closet, just hers. Yeah. Oh, how weird. Yeah. Investigators felt that Honey was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and that's why it happened to her. Oh, my god! So gosh. they still felt like it was a, a drug deal gone bad. Right. Then, eventually, the case grew cold. Of course it did. Eight years later, in 2020, the case reopens. In 2020? Yes. Whoa. The case reopens, and the new team of investigators find a suspect, Robert Ash, and his alias name is Mercy. Oh, One of the two men shoot. she used to hang out with. Robert, or Mercy, was arrested on murder and making false statements. That's why he was, his statements um, were inconsistent. They weren't adding up. So, because they were found in 2020, or they reopened it in 2020, the investigation is still ongoing, and they are still seeking answers. Oh to my this day. gosh. And that's the story of Vanessa Honey Malone. Holy cow. Yeah. So, like, what? if it's a drug deal gone wrong, why Honey? Yes. Out of Especially everyone. if that was his friend. 
Yeah. Why honey out of everyone? And why was she the only... Yeah, so why was she the only one who died? Why was she the only one who was dragged in the apartment, throughout the apartment, yeah. and left in the closet? Why didn't they kill the other two quote-unquote friends? Yeah. What was that about? There's a missing, like... And that's the thing. Exactly. And that's... I mean, that's all they have as far as the story... The story. They don't you know even know what the my real mind story. automatically goes to, and what? this is—I don't know if this kind of makes her look a little bit bad, but which I don't want to do at all because obviously she is a victim. But mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like a setup, oh, like if she shit. went there to like set up whoever was there, you know, and she then her friend setup. Mercy came in, and I don't know, something went wrong where she got shot too you know you know what she might have been used as a setup she might have been a setup because like she was just hanging out with her friends but if mercy was also her friend yeah i don't know try to think like like maybe there was a plan like yeah, like a, like a planned robbery or a, a planned plan to, something, you, you know? know, to hit a lick on each other. But the other, yeah, but she got caught in them. the crossfires yeah. of something that was going on. Oh my gosh! Holy shit! I mean, it would make sense for them. Like I know they said, like they got tied up and they're in the bathroom. It would make so well. Well, he would need to tie her up, too, to make it look like... And I'm also, like, I'm thinking about her being dragged into the closet. Well, I'm thinking, like... That's, if, if that tells me they are, like, like, yeah, she was left for dead, but that tells me, like, the person who killed her wanted to, like, eventually get rid of the body. Maybe, yeah, that's true. Or maybe they were, like... Maybe Mercy... Or whoever, like, knew who was a part of the setup, who was her yeah. friend, um, knew that her death could be linked back to them. Oh, shit. And so they're like, oh, shit, let's try to hide her body, you know, or something because... Oh, like, it, so, like, they panicked. And, yeah, they're like, oh, my God. And what are, we gonna, what are we going to do? And if we go to the mm-hmm. police, then we would tell on ourselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She died because we... They might have done a drug deal. Exactly. And maybe it was a drug deal gone wrong, yeah. you know, but they maybe they didn't mean to kill her. Yeah. And so they were like, fuck, let's hide her body because she would be the link to us. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. That's just a theory. Oh I don't God. know, but yeah. that's just, that's crazy. That's really yeah. scary. That story does sound really familiar. Right. But I'm just not totally sure. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we've and ever there might have been, yeah, there might have been another like case that one of us covered that's kind of similar, similar to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like earlier, I brought up like that case that we did. I think we did it on our live. With I keep like the snacks stuck out to me. It was the mm-hmm. case of the girl, and she had the snack of like or not orange slices, but like lime slices and diet coke. Like mm-hmm. that was her mm-hmm. snack. And I thought that was a bizarre snack, but that case sticks out to me. So yeah. I think maybe that case is similar to this one, but I just don't remember. Um, but yeah, wow, yeah, that's a crazy story. Yeah, Poor so it's still girl. it's still ongoing. So yeah, you know, if I Hopefully see any updates, yeah, then I'll definitely. I'll Ooh. definitely give updates on here. That's scary. Yeah. Mm, mm, 
Wow, that was a crazy story. Yeah. I cannot wait until we get more details. I know, seriously. It's ongoing. I don't know what's going to happen with Mercy, It's so hard because, like, they made an arrest in 2020, which was, like, peak pandemic, which means they stopped. it's going to be a while before we get any more information. Exactly. But I am glad that they made an arrest, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm, even though it took eight years to do it, um, I'm glad that, you know, mm-hmm. sucks that it turned out to be her friend yeah. as the suspect, though. That's not your friend. Yeah, we talking about friends today. Oh, choose wisely. Look at me trying to whistle. <laughs> <laughs> choose wisely, dude, because yeah. they will either murder you yes. or they will Take your fuck man. your husband. So, <laughs> literally, <you know>? <laughs> literally. <laughs> okay, my story today. We're going to talk about Le Viudas Negras. Oh, okay. Otherwise known as the Black Widows of Colombia. Whoa. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So I'm giving credit to um, an, a website called Unknown Gender History. Holy shit. Yeah. Kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, an article called The Boss of the Widows on Semana.com mm-hmm. and the one and only Wikipedia. Got it. Okay, so Diego Hernandez Beltran, he was 60 years old uh, and he was a construction master, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to assume that that is a really, really good construction worker. (laughs) That's how I interpreted it. (laughs) Um, And a lot of the information I got was from um, Spanish articles. Oh, so um, I'm hoping that the translation (laughs) is accurate and trying oh, right. to keep yeah. it as accurate as possible okay so diego hernandez beltran he didn't have any family and was on his way to retirement mm-hmm. he was trying to figure out where he wanted to settle for the rest of his life mm-hmm. imagine that 60 years old i can't wait until i get to retire and i'm yeah. just like enjoying yeah. the rest of my life okay like where do i want to go now exactly. do i want to just live on the beach and kick it mm, for the rest of my life yeah. or like what do i want to do I don't know. Knowing me, I'd probably keep working, though. I'd find something something I'd love (laughs) and then just keep doing that forever. Yeah. But I guess that's the point of retirement Mm -hmm. because we spend a million years doing shit that we hate. That we don't want to do. Oh, my gosh. That's life, huh? Okay. So he had an acquaintance. (laughs) The acquaintances, man. Mm. He had an acquaintance that spoke very highly of a man named Mauro Gomez. Mauro basically helped provide a certain lifestyle for older, lonely men. Um, he would convince them to travel to Medellin in Colombia, Colombia, <laughs> and uh, he would basically set them up for their life. He would promise them a wife, a home, mm. a job that they would love, um, basically like a dream life. Mm. And apparently, Mauro was... Uh, very convincing because the 60 year old Diego made his way to Medellin to mm. live his newfound life. Mm-hmm. On September 27th of 2008, Diego's new friends, quote unquote, invited, invited him out to go camping in El Peñol where they would go fishing and stuff like that. Diego was not a fisherman by any means, Mm -hmm. didn't really ever do it before, but as a part of his new life, he was like, okay, bet, I'll go fishing with the guys. Mm -hmm. Cool. This is my life now. While they were out fishing, to Diego's surprise, 
his new friends tied his hands and feet and then threw him into the reservoir where they went fishing. Oh, my God. Since his hands and feet were tied, he ended up drowning and eventually died. No. Diego's body was found the next day by the reservoir. Boy. Shortly after his body was found, an 18-year-old Emilsan Rojas came to claim his body as his wife of two years. Friends of Diego said that he wasn't romantically involved with anyone and no one even knew he was married. Mm. However, legally, on paper, he was married to Emilsan Rojas. Hmm. One year later, Emilsan went to claim Diego's life insurance. It was a whopping hmm. 150 million pesos. Oh. <laughs> Which is still like $7 still, million. Dollars. Yeah, that's still a good lump sum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yes, she cashed out on her husband's insurance policy. Okay. All right. Next, we have Gyro Jairo de Jesus Ochoa and he was a 50 year old peasant from Bello all right (laughs) again this is translation this is translated so a peasant I'm gonna assume a servant or something (laughs) (laughs) someone poor I don't know yeah I'm gonna assume he was just like a poor guy with no money maybe he had like a house and a car and that was it you know yeah well I guess that's not poor but it's not poor at all I don't know. Peasant is a strong word. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> but he fell into a similar circumstance. Okay. On June 24th, sorry, June 24th of 2009, mm-hmm. he married Sandra Giraldo, uh, or Giraldo, mm-hmm. who was also much younger than him. Mauro Gomez, who was the one who organized their marriage, also organized a romantic honeymoon for them for eight days after their wedding. On their honeymoon, and again, that was Jairo, Sandra, and Mauro and his newfound friends decided to come along to the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. They reached the beaches of El Rodadero. Mm. (laughs) Hopefully I'm saying these right. (laughs) Um, Where his new wife um, and new friends challenged him to climb a rock. Now, I'm assuming this was more like a cliff, though. Okay. Um, like a cliffside. And uh, because it says when he made it to the top, someone pushed him off. Wow. Yes. So he tumbled down this yeah. cliffside. Ouch. But instead of dying like they thought he was going to, Hiro suffered broken arms and ribs, but he was able to swim back to shore. So Jairo was able to return back to his village, but before he was able to get to authorities, he was shot and killed. Holy shit. By the time he was murdered, his life insurance policy that was worth 90 million pesos had expired. So his wife Sandra could not... Oh, get it. Yeah, (laughs) could not cash out on it. Now this left Sandra... Giraldo without a husband and no life insurance policy or life insurance money. So Moro lured a childhood friend of his a childhood friend. Oh, Ooh, there these we go. friends, man. Yeah. A childhood friend of his named Julian Muniz to Medellin with the promise of a wife, Sandra. 
Sandra, <laughs> Julian obliged. In January of 2010, they went to El Peñol to celebrate New Year's, but uh, Julian was led to the same dark fate as the others. Jeez. Of course, they were married by this time, and that night that they that they went to El Peñol, that night he was tied up and he was thrown into the water where he drowned and died. Oh, boy. The life insurance on Julian came out to 585 million pesos. And that would be $30 million. Holy shit. Sandra, his wife, claimed it and cashed out. Hmm. So this group of scammers were actually doing very well. So, so far we have Sandra, we have Emilson, and we have Mauro. Mauro is El Capo. Mauro is the leader of this little group Mm. of quote-unquote black widows. Um, but hmm. just like the scammers that we see online now, they met their downfall. So let me ask you, honey. Okay. What do scammers do the best online? Flex. Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That is exactly what they love to do. No. What is always the downfall of scammers? Flexing. Flexing. Oh my God. So Uh. Mauro Gomez, or El Capo of this little operation, according to investigators, they were tipped off by him because of his lifestyle. They're looking at this Hmm. guy like, you don't have a job. Yeah. You don't have anything. We know nothing about you. However, hmm. Um, he had rental properties and he would rent uh, properties in three very exclusive neighborhoods of Medellin. He had two late model cars that were very expensive. Mm. He traveled several times to the United States and to Venezuela. Um, he dressed in designer clothes. He wore expensive jewelry. He had lavish parties. He was living this very, very lavish lifestyle, which again, tipped off police because they're yeah. like, what the fuck? How? is he able to do this yeah so that just made them look into him more that was basically open and shut case for investigators of course because if we fast forward to june of 2011 morrow emilson and sandra were arrested and they were put in jail to await trial for charges of conspiracy to commit the crimes of aggravated homicide attempted homicide illegally carrying firearms and fraud Mm. i cannot find what happened to them after that Mm -hmm. i don't know where they are i googled it a million times and i cannot find out what like what their sentencing was Mm -hmm. again this is in colombia i don't know if they like cut your arm off and send you on your way (laughs) or if they put you in prison (laughs) for life you know i don't know yeah but uh, that is the last that I know or that is known about Black the Black Widows. Oh, my God. And so, like, the fucked up things about this, too, is that Emilson and Sandra, they were not the only Black Widows. So this was actually a network of other people Holy as well. Shit. So they weren't the only ones, but they were the ones that got caught, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mara was El Capo. You know, he was the, the captain of the operation. Yeah, he was yeah. the leader of it all. Um, 
And the fucked up thing is that Morrowhead was living this lavish lifestyle, but Emilson and Sandra, they both lived in like these small, poor homes. Mm. They didn't have any money. They didn't get a big cut at all of like the millions of dollars. No way. Yeah, they got like, they were still like these poor girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, It really reminds me of like, (laughs) <laughs> like a hoe and a pig. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, where they are oh doing my gosh, all the work. They just get, they do all the work, and then they give the pimp all of the money, and he's supposed to be yeah. managing the money. Yeah. But the hoe is always still like, yeah, just struggling. Yeah, you know, it's kind of sad. Checking that cycle. So it's really sad. It's just a job. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So when investigators looked more and more into the operation, they found that this group, this like little operation, they had lawyers. Oh my god. They had all kind, like they had a whole network of people that was working with them. And so remember in the beginning when Emilson, she kind of popped up out of nowhere and was like, "Yes, this is my husband. We've been married for two years," and everyone that knew the guy was like. I didn't even know that he was married. I didn't even know that he was involved with anyone. Mm-hmm. It's because they had lawyers and stuff that could forge the paperwork Holy shit. to show that yeah, so they, they were married yeah, 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 yeah. for two years, even though they weren't. So, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. So those are the Black Widows of Colombia or Viudas wow. Negras. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> what a great story. It's so crazy. I can't imagine like how many other like network people I know. And that was the thing, too, is like in all of the articles I was reading, they were like investigators and police and police and stuff. They were like, they just hit like the tip of the iceberg. They believe that there were so many other cases Mm -hmm. that or so many other men that were killed due to this, Mm. like freak accidents. But they, but it's like the men just took out a life insurance policy for like Mm. millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like, and then all of a sudden he accidentally drowns in the lake. Like that sounds crazy. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so wild. It's crazy. It reminds me of, is it Nicole Kidman? She's the one who like married the really, really old guy. I think so. Yeah. She married like the really, really old guy. He was like on his way out. Dude was already like a hundred years old. Oh my God. And then he died. And then like I think they tried to like make sure that she didn't get any money because they were mm. basically saying, like, well, you didn't marry him. Like you only married him because you knew he was dying sure. and you would get the money. But it's like Okay, but he wanted her to have the money, though. Yeah, if it's in the will. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, obviously, these men were yeah. manipulated exactly. into and that. murdered. But, yeah. So. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Just wow. Gosh. Well, then. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stories. Yeah. Wow. What a theme about friends, friends today. Friends and close people or people who are supposed to be close to you. I, I feel like I need to pray. Probably. <laughs> this is – or this like, is like a God, sign God, can that, you like yeah. protect me from exactly. – <laughs> From wh- whomever. Yeah, from whomever. Is preying on my downfall. Because <laughs> it could be your friend. It could be your friend. Wow. That's kind of... Or your spouse. Ooh, careful. That sucks. That Mm. sucks. 
anyways, you guys have been great. Yes. Thank you for listening to us as usual. I know. Um, Man, you guys are awesome. I know. Seriously. Um. Yeah, so this is Cocktail Murder. This is what we do. Yeah, what we you hope just you heard enjoyed the episode. Exactly. Um, follow us on Instagram, cocktail at cocktailmurder.com. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I mean <laughs> follow us on Instagram. The dot at com cocktail murder. <laughs> dot com is coming out soon. But follow us on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Am I drunk? I think I'm drunk. Possibly. Um, um, but and listen to our lives on Instagram that we have every, every Wednesday. Wednesday. Every Wednesday so far, um, 7 p.m. PST. We drink and we love to hear your comments yeah, in dude. real time. It's amazing. Oh man, we get fucked up too. I know. It's oh, cool. it's awesome. And you guys are so funny. No, for real. And it just like it fuels us. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's great. It's such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Avita Zane. <laughs> I do. What, what is that? Huh? What? I don't know. I think that means goodbye in like German or some shit. Really? Oh, wow. I have no idea. Mm. I heard someone say it before. Mm. But did it sound good? Did I sound confident when I said it? Not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, for sure it was a different language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah, it so was. So let's cheers it out. To the next to the murder. Next murder. Clink, clink, clink. clink. <laughs> Bye.